Tax day is coming. Oh, no. But if you sign up for Robinhood Gold's IRA with a 3% match, you can get up to $195 for the 2023 tax year. Oh, yeah. Sign up at Robinhood.com slash boost by tax day to get the biggest contribution match on the market. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Robinhood Financial LLC, member SIPC. Our um, overnight host, Frank Morano, does a great job. The show is the other side of midnight. Well, he's had a rough morning here. I got to tell you, Curtis refers to him because he does seem to have, for some reason, a little um, leniency towards the Palestinians. So he's been uh, now called uh, Frankie Hamas Morano on the show. And then uh, Curtis also contends that WABC lost two opportunities at winning Marconi's last night because they used Frank Morano and not Sid Rosenberg in the video. Well, I, I really can't comment on either one. They both make sense, but I can't comment on either one. So here he is, my good friend, the host of The Other Side of Midnight, Frank Morano. Good morning, Frank. Good morning, Sid. They both make sense, huh? They they both make sense. Yeah. That, by the way, you did a great job at the uh, protest at another protest, the press conference. You see, you see, you're so used. You see, you're That's so right. used to saying protest, and you That's love right. that. You love that I, about these countries that I was, animals and, I and Jew I, haters and KKK members and BLM and, uh, people that they oppose can go to the migrants in Floyd Bennett Field or people who support any other cause as long as they're nonviolent. Absolutely. Now, uh, as we saw in Bay Ridge. Uh, Last week, the uh, people that were arrested and being very hostile to the cops, that's not peaceful protest at all. I don't support that kind of thing at all. And, uh, you know, uh, that there's no calls, no call for that at all. But uh, I did get to meet finally your friend Chris Olivero at the uh, Marconi Awards yesterday. He's very high on you, very impressed with you, clearly. <laughs> and uh, it's easy to see why. Uh, he is shorter than I imagine, though. Based he on is short, yes. But he's yeah, about- I mean, I'm short, too. But the way you talk about him. You talk about him as a, a giant of uh, of industry, and I guess that's sort of the industry, the image that I had in my brain. You know how that is when you never. No, met that's someone. funny. No, no, you're right. You it's know. funny, but I will tell you this: when you talk about just uh, height, for example, the two guys, in my opinion, that are the best young programming radio guys in the country, and I know I've been on like you are now, hundreds of markets, hundreds in big cities, or Chris Olivero. And Chad Lopez, and they're both hmm. under five feet. Interesting. <laughs> you, you think that you think there's a correlation? Well, listen, they've worked together at CBS, and uh, they they've kind of rubbed off on each other. But Chris is a terrific guy, and he was my intern 23 years ago. My intern now he runs every Odyssey station in New York. And Chad, when I was on the air at the Fan, was one of their top sales guys, and now he has built this with John and Margot into the power that it is today. So those two guys in particular, Chris and Chad, not necessarily tall physically, but huge in stature. As you are, I want to get to these uh, council races. You mentioned, Frank, you're great with this. You mentioned Bay Ridge, obviously Justin Brannon, a target of mine, a friend, mind you, of Chris Olivero, the aforementioned. Uh, he's got to lose. What do those prospects look like? 
You know, uh, we spoke about this race maybe two months ago. I told you that I didn't think there was any way that Brandon would lose this seat. I think this race, is, and part of the reason of people wondering why they're talk, we're, we're talking about this uh, a couple of weeks before Election Day, um, early voting starts on Saturday for all these elections all over the city of New York. So people are free to vote uh, this Saturday, this Sunday, for nine days of early voting, which for uh, races with this degree of low turnout is ridiculous. But if people want to go out and vote this weekend, they're certainly welcome to. I think this race has all the potential for a major upset. Now, this is a race, even under the new district as constituted that uh, this is a district, I should say, even under the new district lines that Curtis won barely. He uh, edged out Eric Adams in the mayoral race. And but I because think this Justin, district, this district was initially 43. Correct me if I'm wrong. That is now the right. Brooklyn Asian district. And now the Brandon uh, Ari race takes place in district 47. Right. Right. And again, uh, so it gets a little confusing with the numbers, but the, the neighborhoods we're talking about here, it's southern Brooklyn, including part of Bay Ridge, Coney Island and Seagate. I think Justin Brandon has so mishandled this migrant issue and Ari Kagan uh, by partnering with folks like Curtis, with folks like you. And by tapping into the strong um, Russian ethnic constituency here, I think he has the opportunity to actually beat Justin Brannon, which is something that I never thought I would say wow. a month ago, two months yeah. ago. Yeah. And uh, I think you could see a major upset here. Either way, it's going to be close. If uh, people live in any of these neighborhoods and they think their vote doesn't matter, I could see this race coming down to uh, the the wire and uh, coming down to just a handful of votes. I think Justin also has... Uh, uh, mishandled his handling of the Palestinian protest situation as well. I still don't know really where he is on the issue with the protests. He seems to be trying not to alienate everybody. Right. Uh, and uh, I don't know where, I don't know how that's going to play in this district because a lot of the Palestinian constituents, they're not crazy about, or the Arab constituents, I should say. And uh, a lot of the folks that are opposed to the protest, they're not crazy about him. So um, Justin should win, but I think this race is very competitive, very close. Kagan could win. Well, I'm surprised to hear you say that. It makes me happy, and uh, and I hope you're right. Uh, that's not the only race in Brooklyn. I think you told me yesterday, I love these conversations, there's about three or four uh, council races that you think yeah. may come down to the wire like this one, at least one more in Brooklyn, yes? Yeah, uh, there are uh, there are uh, several, probably four very close races around the around the city. In most of the city, it's uh, already uh, the the die has been cast. Uh, not necessarily because the districts are one party districts, which in many cases there are, but because a lot of these candidates your don't borough, even have your, your borough doesn't believe in any, right. in any competition. What's going on with Staten <laughs> that's, Island? That's right. <laughs> it's a real disappointment for the most bipartisan borough to have all four races that we have this year not have any major party opposition. So, I mean, that's that's a story for another another day. But I heard your interview Tuesday with uh, Vito LaBella. I thought it was an interesting interview. This is Thank a you. district um, th- that's also Southern Brooklyn, includes Sunset Park, Bensonhurst, Gravesend, a little bit of Bay Ridge. But um, if you asked Vito LaBella the question, and I was listening on the podcast, and I'm, I'm saying, I, let's please sit, ask this question, ask this question. I was almost reaching to text you, even though the interview would already happened and sure enough you did uh vino labella is running as the conservative party candidate he was in the republican primary he was endorsed 
by the GOP. And he, and I said to you back five, six months ago, I said, this is a district that they created for the Asians to have a seat. And of course, the Republicans do what they always do. And they, cla- they t- grab victory from, uh, f- grab defeat from the jaws of victory. And they nominate a guy named Vito Labella. Well, it turns out that even though the party nominated Vito Labella, and this is one of the reasons their former chairman, Ted Gora, was kind of ousted, the Republican primary voters went with a, an Asian activist by the name of Ying Tan. So she's the Republican nominee, and Vito Labella is staying in this race as the conservative party nominee. Now, you know me, I'm a, a third party guy. I, I, until Donald Trump, until I voted for him, I always voted for third party candidates in every presidential election ever. But, uh, the explanation he gave you as to why a vote for him is not a vote for the Democrat, Susan Zhang, it was totally preposterous. Now, this race is going to be very close. How close? Well, if you look at uh, the uh, voter enrollment, it's 51% Democrat. But if you look at the the numbers that Curtis put up in this seat two years ago, he got 60% of the vote here. So it's a Democratic district but li- that likes to vote Republican. So Ying Tan should be in a very strong position, not only because Asian voters seem to be resonating on the crime issue, but uh, with issues like uh, specialized high schools, uh, all sorts of other issues. But Vito Labella, every vote that votes for him would otherwise be voting for the Republicans. So if he gets three, four, maybe even five percent of the vote, he could siphon off potentially enough of the vote from the Republican to tip this election to the Democrat. Now, I wish we had ranked choice voting for the general election in New York, but we don't. We only have it for the primary. If we had ranked choice voting, it wouldn't be an issue because they could rank LaBella first and Ying Tang second. But uh, this has uh, this still is going to be a close race, but this is a race that Vito LaBella could tip to the Democrats because of his candidacy on that conservative party line. Give me the race in the Bronx right now, too, that you think is very, very close. Oh, this, this is an exciting race to watch, as was the primary uh, that you covered, I think, more than any other radio show in this city, including a lot of the ethnic uh, radio shows that are all over this. This is uh, the Southeast Bronx, Throgs Neck, Pelham Bay, Mars Park. It's the 13th district. The incumbent is Marjorie Velasquez. She's not just a Democrat, but she's a progressive Democrat, very much out of step with where the voters of this community are. Uh, they're They're Democrat, but they're kind of old school Democrat. The Republican and the conservative nominee is Christy Marmorado. This is a district Curtis won, barely. It's a district Lee Zeldin almost won. This is a dogfight here. And uh, I could see the Republicans picking up this seat as well, which would be historic. It would be the first city council member that's been a Republican in the Bronx in decades. So uh, I think that's pretty – it's an exciting race to watch. The other race that has the potential to be competitive is also – is in Queens, 19th District, College Point, Whitestone, that area of northeast Queens where – you have the incumbent Vicky Palladino running against the former city councilman and former state senator Tony Avella. This is kind of a rematch of their race from two years well, ago. She's not going to lose my girl. Vicky. No, no, no. She's no. got incredible support from law enforcement, the law enforcement union unions. I think she probably gets about 55, 60 percent of the vote, which wouldn't would be a landslide in any other city other than New York. But in New York, this is probably going to be the second or third closest council race in the uh, in the city. 
If you've had an accident, trust Gabo Law, personal injury and medical malpractice attorneys with decades of experience who will provide the attention you deserve and deliver the best possible results in the shortest amount of time. Gabo Law has recovered millions for their clients and will be able to help you. But don't take our word for it. Read all of their five-star reviews from former clients on Google, Avo, and Facebook. Call Gabo Law today at 800-560-0214 for a free consultation or email at info at gabolaw.com. Gabo Law, where winning is no accident. The digital dollar could give the feds control of your money. Get the digital dollar report. Call 1-800-862-6970 and also receive a $1,000 credit from Priority Gold to protect your money. Or just go to digitaldollarreport.com. Please note, the information provided does not constitute financial or investment advice. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo Concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. Join us today during the Jeep Celebration event. Right now, get 20% below MSRP for an average of 15178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe or Summit 4xe. Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer and set of offers. 15178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe and Summit 4xe models and dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark. Final 30 seconds, these are DA races. I know you're set on Staten Island. Brooklyn is not for a year either. Three of the boroughs in play I had uh, Judge George Grasso on earlier. He's looking to beat Melinda Katz. Seems like pie in the sky. Any of these DA races going to be close? Um, n- no, I mean, in Staten Island and the Bronx, there's not even token opposition. So in Queens, I give the Republicans credit for at least running a candidate in Michael Massa, who's on the Republican and the conservative uh, lines. But I give credit as well to George Grasso, knowing that he's uh, probably, uh, you know, not he's fighting an uphill battle, to say the least. I don't see it being competitive, but I, in a low turnout election, one never knows. However, I think the combined total for both Massa and Grasso probably ends up being less than 35%. Grasso's doing a great job raising issues that otherwise would be totally ignored by Melinda Katz. But, um, I, I, I wish it were competitive. If we lived in a place where they had nonpartisan elections, which I wish we did, it might be competitive. If you were voting based on, uh, people's qualifications and their ideas, Grasso would win going away, but we don't. We were voting, uh, a place that has partisan elections. And as the Democrat incumbent, largely free of scandal, except for everything that she's been involved in with Curtis, uh, Melinda <laughs> Katz should be well positioned to win with over 70% of the vote. Uh, that's a great job, man. Uh, you really are terrific. His show is great, folks. I recommend it highly, 1 to 5 a.m. every weekday morning, the other side of midnight. He does a great job with us once a week, too. And he's genuinely, genuinely one of the nicest folks you'll ever meet, my good buddy, Frank Morano. Frank, terrific job. Thank you so much. Yeah, thank you, Sid. I'm going to see Tony Danza at his Stars of Tomorrow event tonight. I will give him your best. He's a dick. <laughs> <laughs> I will deliver the message in spades, my friend. I All love right, you. Thanks great for job. having me no, on. I thank appreciate you. It. You were great, Frank. Seriously, thank you very much. Great job.